Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Bears Illustrated Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Miner, alongside my co-host, Pranay Malampati, uh, to discuss all things Baylor, Baylor Athletics. And right now we are in a Madden Day podcast where the Bears have just lost to Iowa State in the quarterfinals of the Big 12 uh, tournament. Uh, March Madness is fully upon us here on, on a great Thursday. Um, a lot of the conference tournaments kicking off and, of course, the uh, – the Bears were one of the first victims here in the in the quarterfinals of the Big Twelve. Uh, Pranay, what what were your thoughts watching that game? I just felt like we didn't have enough toughness, enough grit to compete against Iowa State. They've kind of dominated us in all three games that we've played against the Cyclones this season, um, twice in the regular season, and now this third time in the Big Twelve tournament. And they just it just seems like that lockdown defense that Iowa State has that's number one in the Big 12 is too much for us. I felt like every shot we took, with the exception of Jill and Bridges, who was able to find some open looks, um, I felt like everyone else, every shot they took was contested, and we were just not able to adapt and hit contested shots. Um, I felt like Keontae George was taking too many contested shots. I know that he hit a few threes, but it just... I just don't think the rhythm was there, and... Um, I know you've been saying this all season that Baylor needs to figure out a way to be better at scoring inside, but we saw that play out today with Baylor hitting, I think, 12 threes, but not able to get anything going inside. 12 of their 23 baskets were threes. Yeah, 12 of their 23 baskets were threes, but then they couldn't, yeah, clearly had more threes than twos, and that just is not going to cut it, especially against a team like Iowa State. Um, but I think it's just a bad matchup for Baylor. Uh, I don't think it's it's anything to worry about with regards to the NCAA tournament. I feel like, honestly, sure. of every team in the Big Twelve, Iowa State is the worst matchup for Baylor. I would be, I'd be comfortable playing anyone else in the Big Twelve tournament and thinking that we have. I mean, in the NCAA tournament and thinking that we have a solid chance of winning. Um, I still think Baylor can make a run in the tournament. Iowa State just is too too tough and, and too gritty defensively. And then what the the rebounding margin was like 40 to 17. Um, 44 I was, to 17, yep. Yeah, 44 to 17, and Iowa State had 20, or 20 offensive rebounds, just absolutely ridiculous, so. Yeah, so the nail on the head is, is the rebounding effort. And you mentioned I've been saying all season – you know, we've got to find a way to score inside. And I think it's more so, like, just because it would it would just relieve all the pressure from our guards. That's why, like, there has to be a solution there. Somehow we figured it out against Texas, and we were able to score, like, a lot inside. Uh, that, for whatever reason, that, that just really opened the game up. Uh, the, the alternative for Baylor being successful, if you want to think about a March Madness run, is you know, kind of how they played against UCLA where uh, L.J. Cryer and Adam Flagler were just basically perfect. Their guards were, you know, perfect guard play, 
perfect shoot. I think they're like 80% combined shooting from both three and the floor. Um, just every shot was going in, long twos, threes, driving, getting to the line, uh, things like that. So, you know, that's basically the two options. It's either the guards have to play perfect, um, perfect games of basketball uh, from not just one, but, but two or even three, uh, or Baylor has to kind of show that they're a well-rounded team and get some production inside to really soften up the defense to let them shoot those threes and uh, continue to just, like, score all over the court. And we just uh, have not been able to see. They haven't been able to prove that, that they, that they can do that this year. Um, today was a good example. I think you're absolutely right. Bad, bad matchup uh, for, for Baylor. Lost at least this season. Lost all three games to Iowa State. Um the defense was tenacious. Both Adam Flagler and Dale Bonner got like trapped in, um, uh, you know, on on the defensive end and kind of sustained injuries to their ankle and then their eyes. So just a little bit more getting beaten up. Uh, they both returned. They looked fine. Uh, Mike's and Love did not play today. Um, still dealing with that that cornea from the Oklahoma State game. But Keontae George looks fine at least physically, so that's good. But it does seem pretty that he's taken you know some four shots. Um, between George Pryor and Flagler today, nine of twenty-one shooting, right? And the only bright spot was was Jalen Bridges, who missed one shot, ten of eleven, and made seven threes. That was half of, of um, uh, half of Baylor's threes, uh, fourteen. So really, at fourteen threes on twenty-three uh, baskets. I, um. And then, you know, just listen some notes just off the top of my head. What, what kind of stuck out to me, Low Thamba, two points and no no rebounds. Zero rebounds. Didn't grab a single rebound, and that brings us to the out Baylor out-rebounded 44-17, to 21-5 on the offensive glass. So I would say just killed Baylor in second-chance points, in uh, points in the paint, just absolutely dominated. Um, all day, and even when it looked like you know Jalen Bridges was going to carry the team with a three, you know I would say went on a twelve to three uh, run after Bridges hit his sixth three of the game in the second half, and then after he hit his seventh three um, to kind of like stop that uh, that quick run that that twelve to three run, he hits his seventh three, puts Baylor back up, and then Iowa State goes on uh, an eighteen to four run to really. Uh, really turned the game of, of what it was, and the, the back-breaking one was that. Do you remember the, the three? When I think it was one that was tied for fifty-nine, and gave Kalush Shearer. Uh, Cal Shore. Yeah, who had an amazing that, game, by the way. <laughs> he takes that. Thank you. Uh, he takes that three, and it like hits the front end of the rim, bounces up, hits the back, and like bounces. And, you know, it just bounces around, then it falls. Yeah. It's like ah, uh, uh, and then yeah. It kind of just went downhill from there. It's like kind of emotionally def- deflating, you know. Yeah, that was that was tough. Um, and you mentioned how we need we need a couple of the guards to have a big game every game um, to give us a chance. And today we only needed one of the guards to have a big game because of Jalen Bridges' effort. If we just had one of Cryer, Flagler, or Keontae George put up. A twenty-point game. We we that's very that's very true. Very likely win that game, um, but again, I do think it was more 
because of Iowa State's defense and the way they forced Baylor into just absolutely tough shots. Like, even when LJ Cryer was taking quote-unquote open shots, they were, like, shots from mid-range either falling away or after he had gotten by a defender and, and off balance. So, I just think Iowa State is too good defensively, and I there, there are very few teams in college basketball who are going to have a defense like that. The other, the other end of the court is honestly where I'm still worried. Um, at this point, it seems like Baylor is not going to be able to put up a strong effort defensively. So I think they've got to focus on rebounding and make sure that their guys are boxing out and not allow, not, not allow the kind of offensive rebounding effort that they allowed today. Because um, they're going to give up open shots. That's just, that's just a fact. But they have to. They can't also not lock up below the rim. They've got to. They've got to at least do that so that even when other teams do get open shots, they're gonna miss some of them and, and Baylor is able to collect the rebound and take it back the other way. Did, did it feel to you like that we were, that Baylor was just standing around and like kind of just watching a lot of the time? Yeah, like like at near the end of the game when when Cal Shore, I think it was Cal Shore who missed the. Free throw. Caleb Lohner was just like standing at the rim, and then he comes up and grabs the rebound and puts it back in. Um, well, he didn't even know it was a one and one. Like it was, I, I think he just come off the bench. Like, how do you not know? That yeah, it's yeah. One and, like it's just very like small thing, and it just seemed like it compounded towards closer to the end of the game. But there were a lot of other times there, you know, where I just didn't think that Baylor was hustling, you know, to win the 50-50 balls other than Jalen Bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my, you know, Jalen Bridges had a few nice plays where he stole the ball or got an offensive rebound and threw it off a cyclone defender. We've seen him do that multiple times throughout the season. Mm-hmm. He's very uh, adept at doing that. Um, but the team didn't really follow, follow his lead. Uh, yeah, I didn't see any hustle. Ball. Yeah. Maybe Scott Drew's got to have him do some full-court press so, so it gets him into that mood of we've got to give it our all, give it our all, and bear down. Yeah, I don't know. What, what What do you think the ceiling is now that they're out of the Big Twelve tournament? Which Baylor has only won one Big Twelve tournament game since twenty seventeen. I just find that <coughs> remarkable. Yeah, um, that's just wild to me. <laughs> Given uh, the rest but, of their success, yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. What uh? What do you think their ceiling is for for March Madness, uh, for the NCAA tournament? <sighs> ceiling, I'm gonna say a Final Four run. I can see it. I can see a Final Four run. Mm-hmm. Um, and like once they get there, I wouldn't count them out of of winning winning their next two games and winning the national championship. But I feel like at some point they're gonna run into someone like Kansas or. Iowa State or someone like that who's where the matchup is just not there and, and yeah. they won't be able to pull it off. So I'm going to say the ceiling is a Final Four with the caveat that if they get the right matchups, they can go all the way. Yeah, I, I think – are you concerned at all with how they're finishing the season? I've had a few people say to me, like, they're not – See, I'm not concerned only because both of these last two games have been against Iowa State. and Well, before that, remember – at Kansas, at Kansas State, post Texas, which didn't start start off great, 
and then I would what they beat they Oklahoma, beat State. Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and then Iowa State, Iowa State. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about that because they did have that win against Texas and they looked good against Oklahoma State. Um, I do yeah. think that it would be it'd be nice to get Langston Love back, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like March Madness is just something where a team can flip a switch and go on a run. And Baylor is still one of the most talented teams in the country, so that's why I, would, I wouldn't I would count them out as making a deep run. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I'm not too concerned with how they finished the year either because I think there are moments in that game where it was, it was really the last 10 minutes of, of the game. Um, and, and they're too talented to where, like you said, they can just flip a switch. Um, so I don't think I'm too concerned about that either. Uh, I've had some people bring it up. Uh, I'm more concerned about the rebounding effort and the lack of consistency there, and then just, you know. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Putting all putting all the chips in the pot uh, in the center of the table to, you know, hey, we got to make, we basically have to make threes and play perfect and then hope that, you know, we don't get tough matchups, right? Like, we kind of have to have the some luck in the selection committee or in the bracket play that, that we get the favorable matchups so we can make a run. But even with that said, I, I feel more confident about, like, an Elite Eight um, appearance. I think that might be the ceiling uh, uh, for Baylor. And it depends on how the bracket shapes out. And then, of course, anything can happen, you know, with upsets and whatnot. Um, but... But I feel like the lead eight might be the might be the ceiling. I think they might. I think Baylor might dip to a three, a three seed. I'm not sure. Potentially, I think Lenardi uh, still has us as a two. As a two, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of other, you know other teams are losing, so if everybody loses, then we probably just stay status quo. But I feel like we could dip to a three, which actually might help us a little bit. Um, but yeah, I you know. A lot of the top seeds, so you know, whatever one seed quote unquote we'd face, I think would be a tough, a tough out for us. Um, Do you think you that? Know what so I think if a run to the final four is definitely possible. I just think that ceiling might be the uh, elite eight. Do you think that if we get a one seed that's not Kansas, say we get Houston or Alabama or Purdue or I guess UCLA, who who we've already beat, is there a team in there that? scares you the most like or do you think they all are just better teams than Baylor right now I think Houston and Alabama are uh-huh. um, UCLA I think was 
going, you know, on the right trajectory, right? Uh, but they lost their, like, top rebounder. So I think that's a tough one. Um, so I f- think I feel confident that we could take them again. Um, and then Purdue, even though they have Zach Eddy and, um, uh, and a, you know, they're a good rebounding team. I feel, you know, I just feel like that's a, that's a interest. That's a different type of rebounding team. Um, and so I, I feel confident for whatever reason that Baylor could beat Purdue. Um, Kansas would be a toss-up for me. The one seeds I would not want to see would be Houston or Alabama. I think those would be the ones that I'm like, let's stay away from those guys. Really? You prefer so. you prefer Kansas over those two? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Who are the I mean And then I'm just trying to think of other other teams that you might see on the three line or the one line. Um, <clears throat> Texas is the I think, Marquette. I think Alabama is the top. Alabama, of teams I would not want to see just off the top of my head, Alabama, Houston, Kansas, um, and then probably um, probably Marquette, And those are probably the top four. I don't know. Mm. And then and then Purdue. Those are probably the top five that I wouldn't want to see. Okay. Interesting. You just think Alabama is a bad matchup for us? What? You just think Alabama is a bad matchup for us or something? I think, I think Alabama is a bad matchup. I think Houston's kind of quote unquote a team of destiny, um, and also a bad matchup. I think I'm maybe biased because I've seen Baylor. We've seen Baylor beat Kansas and um, UCLA, right? So I think like I feel confident, <laughs> you know, maybe more so than I should um, about those matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquette destroyed Baylor this year. Um, I feel I feel, I feel good about like honestly, Texas, Arizona, Gonzaga. Yeah. Uh, I feel good about those, those you know, playing those teams, matching up against those teams. Um, I think UConn, you, you know, I'm, I, was, I was trying to look here. I haven't watched much Big East basketball. I watched a little bit of Big Ten, uh, so that's why I'm, like, not too concerned about Purdue, um, or at least less concerned than the other ones. Yeah, because um, they've been shown to be vulnerable. Right, yeah. I've, I've kind of seen Purdue, like, not be able to finish the job, Um uh, Houston's been very good. Watched them. Watched UCLA. Um, watched Alabama. Um, Purdue just seems like that one team that's just like they're not they're not built for it. That's just that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, but I feel like some of those Big East teams could also pose a problem for Baylor. So yeah, Mark, we've already seen it. Like UConn, Xavier. Um, you know those those three teams right there. I feel. I feel like that could be a problem too. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. The biggest is pretty good. Um, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting because the last couple of years, well, I guess maybe not as much last year, but like I feel like the last couple of years we've had kind of a sense of who are the real contenders, and right now I feel like I feel like in this tournament it's kind of more of a 
and anyone can make a run kind of tournament. Yeah, um, and it's kind of always like that, right? Um, even, even even last year, I mean, St. Peter's got to the Elite Eight, so they, they were a game away from the Final Four. It's it's always like that, but I, I hear what you're saying. Um, it should be it should be interesting. I definitely think Baylor has a chance. All they have to do is get hot for a weekend. Exactly. They can sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, don't don't count them out. Don't yeah. count them out. I just feel you know how we've been playing. I feel like we might you know get one of those more physical teams against us, or just more talented teams. Um, you know, there aren't too many teams that are just straight up more talented than Baylor. I think there are a lot of teams that might be more tougher or better on the glass uh, than Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what concerns me. Yeah. I, I think... I think we'll be fine. I think that we're not going to face the same level of competition. And I feel like we're, we've been a little biased by the amount of physicality that's in the Big 12. I think once we get into the tournament we're not it's gonna be probably not until the elite eight until we face a team as physical as some of the teams we've played but i don't know you, we could get a bad, bad matchup of course and lose we get, like, I mean, it happened last year round. right you got bad matchup yeah. in north carolina yeah more physical than us we were depleted injury wise mm-hmm. um and and they pulled you know they pulled it out uh, that's the thing we need to make sure that we're not injured um it's really important that Keontae George, Adam Flagler, Dale Bonner are healthy. Seems like Langston Love might not. I, I'm sensing that he's not going to be able to play, but if we can get him back, that'd be very helpful as well. Yeah, I think they said they ruled him out for the entire... For the Big 12 tournament, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, it all comes back to anything can happen, so we just listen to Pranay and I ramble on for a few minutes here about like any basically it all boils down to anything can happen but hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight if, if nothing else maybe it gives you a few nuggets to help out with the brackets um as you're as you're making your picks so we'll see it should be fun i'm looking forward to it and we got a whole it's more fun when you're playing all these games but at, at least we have this whole championship week to to close out before selection sunday here Sick and Bears. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!